The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone. Welcome and thanks for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And today's focus, Tom, is on changing the world with a violet flame. Yeah, one of our all-time favorite topics. <laughs> well, it is, and for good reason. Yeah. Quite, quite literally, the violet flame can change the world. Well, you know, it really can. Uh, you know, we've spoken many times before about the power of prayer specifically the power of vocalized prayers that we call decrees. Well, we certainly have. Decrees utilize the throat chakra, Mm -hmm. in addition, of course, to the fire in our hearts, to focus our energies like a laser beam on those things that need our attention, whether Mm -hmm. personal or planetary. Yeah, and while all decrees are powerful, right at the top of the list are violet flame decrees. The violet flame is a truly remarkable and priceless spiritual tool that cleanses, forgives, heals, and transmutes. The violet flame has the power to transmute our negative karma. Oh, yeah, but not only does it transmute our negative karma, it can actually accelerate this transmutation. The violet flame used properly can help us to erase years and even lifetimes of accumulated karma in very short order. And this goes not only for personal karma, but for planetary karma as well. Good point. Yep. I know that, uh, I, <clears throat> I don't know where we'd be without this incredible gift the Ascended Masters have brought to us. Yeah, and, and what a gift it is, Terry. When the Ascended Masters were given the green light to release the violet flame dispensation to, to those of us still laboring on earth, we were given something that spiritual masters and adepts of ages past only rarely glimpsed and usually only found after arduous spiritual labor. Where we, on the other hand, Hmm. must consider ourselves extremely fortunate and blessed to have been given access to this remarkable spiritual tool. You know, it actually acts like a spiritual solvent to clean up our karmic messes. The violet flame is the cosmic panacea for healing body, mind, and soul, and for cleaning up all of the gunk that weighs us down and makes us miserable. But of course, like any tool, it must be used and used properly. Yeah, it's it's the spiritual equivalent of, if you don't mind, WD-40. <laughs> That's good. <yeah. laughs> Only it does a lot more than just get us unstuck. Yes. It's been called the mercy flame, forgiveness flame, the antidote to negative karma. Like we said, it is the cosmic cleanser. Cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> Either one <laughs> yeah. has the power to transmute and erase lifetimes of negative karmic debris. Burns it up on contact. Again, you just have to know how to use it. Yeah, and here at the Summit Lighthouse, teaching the properties and proper use of the violet flame is one of our overarching goals. In fact, just go to www.tsl.org and look up the violet flame. 
You'll find books, CDs, DVDs. We've even got a decree book that includes a whole section of Violet Flame decrees. We've got it all. As an example, take our book titled The Science of the Spoken Word. Mm -hmm. And this is your basic A to Z complete reference to the science and power of decrees. Yep, the science of the spoken word. Get it, read it, study it. You know, you'll quickly realize that there's nothing else in the world that can compare to the power and effectiveness of the violet flame to change your life and change the world. And when you invoke the violet flame, you instantly engage the assistance of ascended masters, angels, and elemental beings to strengthen the power and focus of your decrees. Yeah, you know, try to imagine being surrounded by violet flame angels bringing you comfort, peace, resolution of conflicts, healing. Well, that's a great image. When, when we invoke the violet flame, we are sending an entreaty directly to the heart of Saint Germain, mm-hmm. the master of the seventh ray, the violet ray, and the hierarch of this age. Which is, not coincidentally, the Aquarian age. <laughs> That's right. And, re- and in response to our heartfelt call for the violet flame, St. Germain is with us, bringing not only his own joy of service and healing, but a host of ministering angels as well to bathe and caress our beings in the blazing glory of the violet flame. Ooh, the violet flame is a gift to us for accelerating our journey home. A <laughs> gift from God, St. Germain, and the Ascended Masters. Yeah, so let's look again at how we use the violet flame. Well, as we've mentioned many times, the method that we know best and use daily is the dynamic decree. Now, this is a means of harnessing the power of the spoken word to achieve a desired result. Yeah, that's right, and I think we all know that words have power. In fact, sound vibration plays a central role in creation. When we focus our energy and intentions through our heart and throat chakras, we are setting up an alchemical process that has literally the power to create. And it is a powerful energy that we are wielding. <laughs> it's not kid stuff. No, the violet flame is a flame that means business. <laughs> yeah, so knowing how to manifest it through the spoken word has to come with a proviso. Like, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember what we've said about our innate and inherent power to co-create with God? All spiritual gifts come with a warning label. You are using the power of God, so use it wisely. Yep, none of us needs to add any more to our karmic debt. Mm-hmm. We're probably over our credit line already. You know. Yeah, I think we are. Maybe. <laughs> and if we want to, if we want to pay down the karmic debt, there's nothing better than the violet flame for doing just that. Yeah. The violet flame works wonders for accelerating the transmutation of our negative karma. Well, you're right. In fact, it is possible to dissolve lifetimes of this negative substance buildup, sometimes in a matter of months through the regular use of the violet flame. You know, it's not a stretch at all to refer to the violet flame as miraculous. Mm. Uh, It truly is capable of producing miracles in even the toughest of situations. You know, use the violet flame to call for healing for yourself, your loved ones, your community, nation, the whole world. Call on the violet flame to forgive yourself and others. You you can focus on your own healing and forgiveness. And that that may seem selfish and self-serving. Still, it's when much of the world needs is us doing our work. But by raising your own spiritual energies and bringing yourself up higher, you are more able to hold the light that will be available for others through your prayers and your actions. Yeah, well, let's call it enlightened (laughs) self-interest. It's like in an airplane when the attendant is demonstrating how to use the oxygen mask if that becomes necessary. We are always told to put the mask on ourselves first before we attempt to help someone else. Right. We're, we're probably going to be more useful if we're conscious. <laughs> well, which is usually the case. Yeah. Well, we could probably talk all day long about the violet flame, but we're on the clock. <laughs> so if you'd like to learn more practical details about the violet flame, visit our website at tsl.org and go to the bookstore. Go to our bookstore there and simply type in Violet Flame where it says Browse Categories, and you'll discover a treasure trove of material on the Violet Flame. 
Like our book, The Science of the Spoken Word, which we referred to earlier. Yeah, here's another. Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. You know, Terry, let's give our audience a little taste of this book right now. Okay, well, here you go. The Violet Flame Acts Like a Powerful Detergent The Violet Flame works a little like soap. Soap gets dirt out of your clothes by using the positive and negative charges of atoms. It works because each of its molecules has two sides, a side that is attracted to dirt and a side that is attracted to water. The dirt-loving side attracts the dirt, like a magnet attracts paper clips when it is dragged through a box of them. The water-loving side sticks to the water, carrying the dirt with it. When we invoke the violet flame, it sets up a polarity between the nucleus of the atom and the white fire core of the flame. The nucleus, being matter, assumes the negative pole. The white fire core of the violet flame, being spirit, assumes the positive pole. The interaction between the nucleus of the atom and the light in the violet flame establishes an oscillation. This oscillation dislodges the densities that are trapped between the electrons orbiting the nucleus. As this hardened substance that weighs down the atom is loosened, it is thrown into the violet flame and carried away. But unlike soap, the violet flame does not simply surround and remove the debris. It transforms it into pure light energy. Freed of this debris, the electrons begin to move more freely, thus raising our vibration and propelling us into a more spiritual state of being. The violet flame imparts a feeling of elan, of vibrancy, buoyancy, and vitality. It helps you to be merciful and forgiving. How does it do this? By transmuting your negative karma. Negative energy can manifest as everything from disease or accidents to ingrained habit patterns that keep you from getting along with others. This negativity is recorded in your aura, which is the energy field that surrounds your physical body. The aura reflects positive thoughts and feelings, but it can also reflect feelings such as anger, hatred, jealousy, or frustration. This includes vibrations you pick up from those around you, as well as your own accumulated karma and records of past lives. So you could be walking around all day with the anger sent to you by a grumpy cab driver, or with your own frustration over an argument that you and your spouse had during breakfast. Or you may be unhappy because you're carrying the burden of traumatic experiences, either from this life or past lives. This negative energy solidifies and collects around you. It can weigh you down like a pair of cement overshoes. But it doesn't just cover your feet. This negativity resembles a kettle drum-shaped vortex of energy that surrounds you from your waist down. We call it the electronic belt. Psychologists call it the subconscious and the unconscious. This accumulated negative energy may keep you from being successful in this life. The solution is the violet flame, the miracle solvent that dissolves negative energy. Giving 5 to 15 minutes of violet flame decrees in the morning or evening will help you maintain a feeling of peace throughout the day, no matter what happens to you. Once you have begun to use the violet flame to clean up your aura, you will discover that it can create positive change at all levels of your being. The violet flame can free you to progress spiritually, to enjoy the full benefit of positive energy descending from your God presence, and to realize your highest potential. Uniting with your higher self can take many years or even lifetimes, but each time you invoke the violet flame, you are bringing yourself closer to that goal. The more you give violet flame decrees, the more you free yourself from limiting conditions. Then you, as an instrument of God's love, are better able to help others. 
you will find that when people contact your aura, they too will receive healing and upliftment. The true purpose of miracles is to restore wholeness to the body and to achieve union with the higher self. Jesus used the power of the Holy Spirit to work His miracles. The first miracle He performed was at the marriage feast in Cana of Galilee, where He turned water into wine. The water symbolized the human consciousness being transformed into the violet wine of the Holy Spirit. This is a clue that Jesus was using the violet flame aspect of the Holy Spirit to perform this miracle. Once you are transformed by the violet flame, you, the alchemist, can also perform miracles of spiritual and physical healing. And this is how you can change the world. Ah, spiritual detergent. (laughs) Paints a picture, doesn't it, Tom? It does. I mean, we all want to be washed clean of our errors and miscreations. Well, yeah, and that's a really great way to visualize the action of the violet flame. I mean, washing, healing, forgiving, nothing complicated about it. And we'll continue our discussion and focus on the violet flame after this short break. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. In our last segment, we spoke about the violet flame and its healing, cleansing, and forgiving properties. That's what we did. And here in the following interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, entitled The Flame in the Heart, we will see that the violet flame is indeed a healing flame. But it is also a gentle comforter because the alchemy of the violet flame is most effectively experienced through the heart. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We talked yesterday about the four lower bodies. Where do we go from here in healing? Understanding the four lower bodies is obeying the ancient injunction, man, know thyself. 
and man must know himself in order to heal himself. The four lower bodies are vehicles. They are interpenetrating sheaths of consciousness. Along with these vehicles, which are referred to as coats of skins in Genesis, and notice that that coats is plural and not singular, denoting that there are these four vehicles. Along with these, then, there are centers of God consciousness which interpenetrate through the four lower bodies. The seven major centers are corresponding to the seven rays of the Christ and the Buddha. These seven centers are called chakras. A chakra is a wheel, a vortex of light. Its purpose is to take in light as nourishment for the four lower bodies and to give forth light. The sending forth of the light is an action of alpha. The taking in of light is an action or reaction of omega. So the going out and the coming in of energies within the chakras is another balance of the father-mother god within the temple. The key chakra of the temple is the heart because in the heart is the threefold flame of life. The threefold flame of life is one with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit at all hours of the day and night. And therefore, right within this temple, upon the altar of the heart, there is burning a flame that is actually God in manifestation. It is through this flame that we can invoke the light of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for the redistribution of energies in the temple when there is disorder or dis-ease or discord that is the absence of wholeness. In our meditation then upon Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we visualize the I am that I am as a great sphere of white light pulsating just above our own being. Coming forth out of this white sphere is all of the energy of God that is necessary for the manifestation of wholeness. We are taught by the Holy Spirit that the violet flame must blaze through and pour through our temple to sweep it clean, to consume this cause and core of our misuse of energy in this and past incarnations. For the disciple of the new age, the one entering the age of Aquarius, who has sensed the new dispensation, the new energy, but is not quite certain what that energy is, we draw attention to the Master Saint Germain. Saint Germain is the one who comes to teach us the alchemy of the violet flame, and it is his initiation of his disciples. It is the coming of the promised comforter. The beginning of healing is forgiveness. We then must call upon that law of forgiveness and use its instrument, the violet flame, to overcome those conditions that have caused us the karma, the negative karma that has created disease. Does this mean that someone can use the violet flame to heal, say, the common cold? 
this certainly can be accomplished. And the healing of the common cold, of course, which is a manifestation of emotional substance or an emotional disorder, comes not only with the violet flame, but with the correct balance of energies within the physical body, because it now has become physical, translated from the emotional level. And so we deal with the very chemistry of the physical body itself. Now, this subject is vast. It includes correct diet and the uses of chemistry that are prescribed by physicians. The use of the violet flame, however, is extremely effective, and it can also deal with the problems of biochemistry within the physical body. I'd like to give you an example of the violet flame once again because it is so necessary in this age, and it really is the key to our initiation in this new energy. I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone I bow. I am the violet flame in mighty cosmic power. I am the light of God shining every hour. I am the violet flame blazing like a sun. I am God's sacred power freeing everyone. This mantra, which comes from the heart of St. Germain, uses the name of God, I Am, with a series of affirmations of this sacred fire. We must always bear in mind that when we say, I am, we are affirming, God in me is. The energy of the I am that I am is qualified now with the violet flame by the action of the Trinity within my heart which is God's gift to me in the endowment of my very own threefold flame. So when we say, I am the violet flame in action in me now, we are saying, God in me is the violet flame in action in me now. This is a very interesting law of force fields. We are declaring that where I am, there God is. And where God is, he is the fullness of this action, this specific action of the violet flame, which is his very own being. It takes, then, understanding of the law and meditation upon this being of God, which is where I am, to make this use of the science of the spoken word effective. We are not absently or vainly repeating words when we give these mantras. We are entering into a very sacred science of the priest of the order of Melchizedek. It is a sacred science whereby man voluntarily enters into a oneness with his creator, becoming co-creator with him as he is ordained to be. The mediator of this co-creation is always the real self, the anointed one, the Christ. I will give this decree again and ask our listeners to meditate upon the heart as a white sphere and to visualize a greater white sphere above the self. Through this mantra, there is going to be a converging of the sphere within the heart that surrounds the threefold flame with a sphere that is the I am presence. This convergence of God above with God below is the essence of our healing and our wholeness. 
I am the violet flame in action in me now. I am the violet flame to light alone I bow. I am the violet flame in mighty cosmic power. I am the light of God shining every hour. I am the violet flame blazing like a sun. I am God's sacred power freeing everyone. You'll notice that when I give that mantra, it is a voice that is different from my speaking voice. It is God in me speaking from the very depths of my heart and my soul. I have been decreeing, of course, for many, many years. And when I open my mouth and center my energies in the heart, I am surrendering totally my temple and my being and my centers to God. And this centering allows the energy of the Holy Spirit to use my throat center. And the same will happen with our listeners as they become comfortable with the understanding of the self as being the instrument of God. Can you tell us what's actually happening when people invoke the violet flame? I'd like to read to you from Climb the Highest Mountain where Mark and I have recorded St. Germain's teaching on the violet flame. The Master says, The violet flame is the spiritual wine of forgiveness, the quality of mercy that, as Portia said, is not strained, that droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives and him that takes. When the violet flame is invoked by unascended man, it envelops each atom of his being individually. And instantaneously, a polarity is set up between the white fire core of the atom, which being matter assumes the negative pole, and the white fire core of the flame, which being spirit assumes the positive pole. The dual action of the sacred fire in the center of the atom and in the violet flame without establishes a force field that causes the untransmuted densities to be dislodged from between the electrons. As this substance is loosed, the electrons begin to spin more rapidly in their orbits, and by centrifugal force it is thrown into the violet flame. On contact with this fiery essence of freedom's flame, the misqualified energy is transmuted into its native purity. Relieved of the patterns of imperfection, this energy of the Holy Spirit is returned to the individual's causal body, where it is stored until he elects to use it once again in the manifestation of the noble work of the Christ on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly visit and Q&A with Sidney Bennett. Don't go away. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. 
Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home, and their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back, and joining us once again for our weekly question and answer segment is our good friend and regular contributor, Reverend Sidney Bennett. Hi, Sid. Gentlemen, good to be here. Good. Now, we just heard Mrs. Prophet talking about the threefold flame. What exactly is the threefold flame? The threefold flame is the spark of light with life and light, I should say, within our heart. When we are born, it is ignited by a great spiritual being. And at a spiritual level, we literally do have fire within our hearts. Hmm. Now, it's a threefold flame, much like the Florida Lease, you can see, and that mm-hmm. France uses, is pink, blue, and white, representing different qualities of God. Obviously, pink being love, blue being power or the will of God, and yellow being the wisdom rays. So we're intended to balance this threefold flame within our hearts, and it's not probably balanced in any of us because we've kind of focused on one ray or the other in previous embodiments. So one of the things we want to do is we always want to bring it to balance, and, of course, we want to expand it. Most For most of us, our flame is about one-sixteenth of an inch high, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, which is not huge, no, um, no. especially when you think that Jesus, when he was embodied, his threefold flame literally enfolded his entire physical body. Wow. So our, we're trying to balance this flame, which, interesting enough, is one of the, the requirements for our ascension. Mm-hmm. We're also wanting to grow. And what's interesting, you know, why is it so small? Well, one of the reasons it's so small, because there is so great power in there that God will not increase it until we have the mastery to use it appropriately. Because if we had a big flame and we used it wrong, obviously we could make a very intense and, and very difficult karma for ourselves. So at one level, it's a mercy it's so small, but we don't want to keep it there. We want to grow <laughs> the flame, and we do that by growing our mastery and growing our love. Now, we, can, we can generally tell, can't we, if we're weak in one of the areas, one of the three areas? Well, I think that's a natural thing. You know, I yeah. think it's we tend to, to focus on that which we're good at, which and, and nothing wrong with that because all the ascended masters will major on a certain rate, but they also have to have mastery on all the rays. So, for instance, if your uh, lifetime is taking more in the blue ray, then maybe you need to do things with a pink. Maybe you need to work after you retire or sometime in a nursing home to develop that flame of love to help people. Uh. But, you know, God will show you where the need is and, and, and where, what flame you want to raise up to get them into balance. Yeah. But it's, it's a, it's the work of the ages. It's the work of our lifetimes. And it's, it sounds very simple, but it's not <laughs> because it involves mastery yeah. and the mastery of energy and what we need to do to really 
fulfill our destiny, which, of course, is to make our ascension and become one with God. Indeed. Well, let me ask you this. Does, does everyone have a threefold flame? Everyone that was created by God was given a threefold flame. Now, the truth is it is possible to lose it. And typically, you can lose it through intense anger. And this is not just getting mad at the dog because he chewed up your slipper. <laughs> I mean, this is something that is very intense and very deep. And, you know, explosions of anger are not something the Ascended Masters recommend for anybody. We need to, to transmute it, to work with it, not just sublimate it. But it is possible to lose your threefold flame, but it's also possible to get it back. It's not easy, but it is possible to do so. Hmm. But, of course, the main thing is as much as possible to keep your harmony, have as much love as you can. And, and, you know, we all are human. We make mistakes. We get irritated. We get frustrated and so forth. And I don't think that's what we're talking about is that intense core anger. And you've heard people, I think, you know, maybe that, that, that just don't have control of themselves. And that's right. very dangerous to the yeah. soul. Yeah. Well, let me shift gears a minute here. There's a statement that we like to make about the inherent power we each possess to truly make changes in ourselves and in the world. And it's this. One plus God is a majority. And we say this to counteract the notion that the fallen ones like to plant in our consciousness that says, you know, we're not good enough or that we can't really make a difference on our own. Just how powerful are we really? Well, you know, we have to go back to the original teaching. You know, are we worthless sinners that, you know, um, <laughs> that can't do anything on our own and we're, we're, we're sinful by nature and so forth, which is what traditional Christianity has, has taught? Or are we sons and daughters of God, children of the light that we are created with a divine destiny? Yes, we have sinned. We've made mistakes. We've made karma. But that doesn't mean that's who we are innately. Right. So if we understand that we are meant to become God, become one with God, our I am presence, our holy Christ self, there is tremendous power there. And there's dignity in our souls, not a pride, mm -hmm. because of our human self, we can do nothing. God is the doer. And so we understand that with God, we are a majority because God in us is God. Let's face it. And so the goal is to be, to use that energy of God to become more of that energy on a day to day basis, which only can be done in humility and love. And yet when we become what the ancients would call an adept or a master, then this power that is flowing through us does become extremely powerful. But you know, you don't have to wait to become an adept to use this power through the use of the spoken word, the violet flame we're talking about. You can invoke the light and the energy of God. And it is very powerful, and we do it in humility and love, and again, recognizing God is the doer, because of our human selves, we can't do anything. But but know that God is in you, yeah. and that we can use that energy, and we are using it, whether we realize it or not. Well, I think that's a really great point. You know, we, we make it numerous times in the show that our accountability goes down to the very core. Every thought, word, and deed utilizes God's energy to create. So we are powerful, even if we're not focusing that power. You know, think about this. God has so loved us that his, he has given us not only the spark of or presence of himself within us in the I am presence in our holy Christ self, but he gives us his energy daily. And he doesn't control how we use it. We no. control how we use it. Free will. But God is trusting us to, to recognize when maybe we haven't done a good job of that, to recognize we need to balance our karma, to use the violet flame, and to kind of get into alignment. But God is, is, is taking risks with us because oh. he loves us so much. Yeah. And so we can't say, oh, God, what have I done? You know, we've all fallen short the glory of God, as they say. But, but you know, it's time to recognize that power, to honor that power by doing your best to use it properly, not only in our day-to-day -day actions with other people, but by using the science of the spoken word, which is a scientific formula imbued with power and love from our hearts that can not only change our lives, but can change the world. That's how much power is there if we use it properly. And we can't take a vacation. I mean, this is 24-7. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, yeah, we need breaks once in a while. <laughs> well, but uh, you know, we are qualifying, even if you're watching TV or reading a book or whatever. And so you have to have balance in your lives. Yeah. 
but it's it's under and we have things we have to do jobs family children pets whatever you know we got things to take our time but it's a shift of consciousness to realize that God so loves us, not only giving us a part of himself, but he gives us his energy. Hmm. Let's be good stewards of that energy and not just sort of take it for a free ride, like unfortunately some people do. Yeah, great great wisdom. Well, you know, we could probably stay on the subject of one plus God being a majority for the rest of the program and, (laughs) and still not come close to exhausting it. But there's an angle we probably should address here. And we say one plus God, but in reality, we're actually one with God or more precisely through our own self-mastery, we are literally becoming God. Well, let's talk about this aspect of our true identity for a moment. Yeah. Becoming God. Mm-hmm. I mean, what pulpit will you hear that message from? <laughs> yeah. this, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't mean we're perfecting the human. This is not a mechanical process where we suddenly, you know, make our human, uh, you know, the, the voice of the Almighty. <laughs> it's a matter of acknowledging that God is within us. And as we use our free will to merge with those energies, to use them properly, we literally become God. We have our own unique identity. We are unique souls. There's no one else like us in the universe. Think of that. Mm, That's amazing. Very unique. We're never going to lose that uniqueness by becoming one with God. But what happens is when you become one with God, as the saints have done walking the paths in, 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 in throughout, you know, the, the spiritual quest in history is they take on that. That's how we become eternal. We come through our ascension and we become one with God. Uh, Elizabeth Carr Prophet has a great book called Becoming God, which is the path of the Christian mystic. Oh, yeah. And it really takes, you know, we all know the saints, especially if we have a Catholic background, and what the path they walk to becoming God. It is not blasphemy. It is destiny. And believe me, that is uh, a new idea, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. on, on the, 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 the scene. And and yet it's not, we lose no reverence or honor for God. In fact, it's much. it's the opposite. We become much more humble, much more devout, much more loving, when we realize what is the potential. Yeah, well, I think the mystics were seeking a direct experience of God. Absolutely. And that's what we're talking about here, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, as gods in becoming, uh, we really do wield enormous power. I mean, this is what we were talking about a moment ago, and it's what we mean when we say that we are all co-creators with God. I, I, I know we keep coming back to that. This is kind of one of those common theme alert thingies that I have to <laughs> do every now and then. But it really is an important concept to recognize that we are constantly using, wielding the energy of God in what we do, what we think, what we say. Well, again, it's, it's almost like not seeing the forest for the trees. <laughs> you know, um, so. people assume that, you know, uh, or some people assume, you know, that we're just created out of some of a evolutionary pool that, you know, yeah, exactly. pond water that evolved, you know, and so <laughs> forth. And yet when you understand we are created by God in his image, okay, God doesn't look like me in the human sense, which is a good thing. <laughs> but know that God has placed himself within us. That image of God is within us. Yeah. And so that image, the threefold flame, the light from God, is what gives us our thought, our motives, our, 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 our ability to live, think, everything we do. Mm-hmm. And so we understand that we are qualifying energy. You know, it's like whether it's with love, hate, um, blandness, you know, fire, determination, whatever it is. The, the point I think we're trying to make here is when we understand that perspective we do things differently. Yeah. We look at life differently. We wake up in the morning and do things. Am I going to be mm-hmm. grumpy and misqualify that energy, or am I going to make an effort and try and come out of that because I want to honor God and honor that light? And so it changes how we live when we realize that we do have the light of God with us. We are co-creators. And, you know, as we talked about today on the violet flame, we've all made mistakes, and we've probably all of us misqualified a lot of energy <laughs> in all our embodiments. Mm-hmm. But God has given us the violet flame, a way to balance this karma 
and to know that even though we have sinned, we are not sinners. And starting today, we can do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't get away from this topic without driving home the importance of understanding <laughs> our karmic accountability, can we? Our every thought, word, and deed has a karmic consequence, doesn't it, yeah. It's sobering. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the word. When you get to a point in the spiritual path, and you understand reincarnation, re-embodiment, and karma, it's kind of like, whoa. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. What yeah. have I done? Yeah. And so, and I think you need to understand this in the context of karma being an impersonal law. It's like the law of gravity. And when bad things happen to good people and nobody can understand, it's the return of karma. It's not God, you know, zapping somebody. It's like cause and effect. Yeah. And so when we see that, we understand it's not a vengeful God getting even with us for our mistakes. It's energy we have sent out, we have misqualified, and has come back to our doorstep. But thanks be to God, mm-hmm. we have a what I'll call an escape hatch, if you will, for this overwhelming sense of karma. And that is the violet flame and our service to God and working with the Ascended Masters. Yep. So we can balance that and move on. So we don't want to lug this thing around us. It's like you know, <laughs> Mrs. Prophet talked on the program today mm-hmm. about this uh, kettle drum below our waist yep. that is like a waist. You can almost, uh, like a weight upon us, and you can all visualize this as ball of chain. We're dragging it around. And this is why after a certain number of decades, we, you know, people walk stumped over. It's their karma and weight upon them. The violet flame can go down there can transmute that energy, it can release it, and um, we'll talk about where it goes maybe a little later, I think. <laughs> but um, it can free us. All yeah. of a sudden, we're different people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the grace of God. So, yes, karma is an intense law. Accountability is an intense um, perspective. And a lot of people don't want to take that accountability, but God has given us a way to do with it. And don't we really want to right our wrongs? Yeah. I, mean, don't we, I mean, you yeah, say, yeah. Jesus saved me. Well, yes, he saved me. For opportunity that I could balance my karma, because in the dignity of God, we want to make our wrongs right, and we can do that either by our acts, words, and deeds, and also by using the violent light. Well, and again, that's the point we can make again and again: the fact that the law is inexorable. I mean, it's inexorable. Excuse me. That what we have to realize is there's no free pass. That karma. I, I, I use the word relentless once upon a time. You know, I probably shouldn't do that, but that karma is impersonal, as you said. Right. We have to realize that it's going to come back for balancing, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And and I think we have to keep the perspective the masters have taught that sometimes it's the karma from something you did yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes the karma is from a million years ago. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, you know, why do good people die young? You know, I mean, it's, it may have nothing to do with who they are now, but it may have everything to do that something they did 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, a million years ago. And I mean, I, that's, I know it's incomprehensible for people to think yeah. about that we've been around that long. But this is the truth. And if we want to know the truth, this is it. And, you know, pray that God will show you whether this is or not. We're very old souls, many of us. Not everyone's a million years old, but some of us are. <laughs> yeah. Explain why my knees hurt. <laughs> it feels that way sometimes. <laughs> and so, you know, it's an understanding that, you know, we want to, we're getting close to home. When you're dealing with karma that old, you're getting close to home. Yeah. And you got to, we got to mop up all the debris here that's left. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's our mission and that's our plan. Yeah, yeah. Well, in respect to the healing power of the violet flame, in the previous interview, Mrs. Prophet seems to be making a distinction between physical healing and spiritual healing. Very good. So, specifically, she refers to the need to have the correct balance of energies in the physical body to manifest healing. Excuse me. Can you expand on that just briefly before we go to a break? Well, I I think it's a it's a kind of a twofold approach to healing, whatever the need is, whether it's a physical ailment or a psychological one or a spiritual one, ever. God expects us to take care of our physical bodies. He expects us to eat the right food, to do the exercise, all the things that you do from a biochemical point of view, if you will, mm-hmm. to, to, to get our body right. 
then when we use the violet flame and the spiritual energies, the two can work together. Uh-huh. And we can't, you know, abuse our bodies and expect God to make them suddenly heal them because we're invoking light. It's a, it's a twofold path, and that's the distinction I think we can make here, that you have to do both things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for the moment, uh, but there's still plenty to explore on the subject of the violet flame, so don't go away. We'll be back for more with Sidney Bennett. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. That's correct. We are back once again with Sidney Bennett to continue our discussion of the Vita Flame. Now, before I uh, took us out to break, maybe a few seconds earlier, I was poised to ask you a question that I know a lot of our listeners want to know about, too. Can we actually see... Or feel the violet flame? Well, I think there are definitely mystics have reported over the ages the violet flame, the violet color, and independently in their own meditations and so forth. And so obviously at a spiritual level it can be seen. Mm-hmm. And I think for most of us that don't see it spiritually, we can certainly visualize it physically through the violet color and image and so forth. But it's definitely something you can feel. And as you give the violet flame and build momentum on it, you can feel the energy, feel the light flowing through you. And I think of like... Uh, Speaking of the Holy Spirit, it's like a mighty wind, mm-hmm. and it's almost whoosh, a sound of energy and feeling throw you, and it you know it goes through your chakras and enlightens them. It really feels wonderful to do that. But you know, the, I think the key here is not whether you see the violet flame or hear it or whatever, but is to try it. 
<laughs> and, you know, the masters are not particularly interested in bringing intellectual knowledge to the people of Earth. I mean, I think it's part of what they do. But they're most interested in getting people to gain mastery. How do you gain mastery if you don't try? And so we have to try something new. And I remember when I was first experimenting with decrees, I, it was very foreign to me in some ways. <laughs> me too. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to give this five minutes a day. That's that's how I'm oh, going to prove man. whether, you know, how's that for a commitment? I'm in awe. <laughs> and I started doing that. And, you know, I did it for two weeks, and suddenly I realized I feel differently. Mm -hmm. There's something here, and that was the start. And, you know, there's a great kind of, I think it's an engram that the masters have used for the word try. You know, it's theos rules you theos being hmm. god mm -hmm. so we got to try we've got to use it because many many people have gained the knowledge of the violet flame but how many people have been actually willing to give it a try yeah. that's all that's all god wants us to do you yeah. know you decide for yourself but try it for yourself be honest in your devotion to it and your prayers and so forth and see the difference it makes because I think, you know, I don't want to speak for the Ascended Masters, but got to be some that they must be wringing their hands up there <laughs> that, saying, why won't people do this? This teaching is there. It's on a plate. All they have to do is take it off and take it within themselves and the world will be a different place. And, you know, maybe it sounds too good to be true, but it's not too good to be true because it is true. And it's something that's come forth in this age because of the dire state of not only the world scene, but many of us individually, that we're behind. We haven't balanced the karma we, ha we needed to. Right. And so God, in his mercy and grace, has given us the violet flame to use, but it won't do us one bit of good if we don't use it. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we recognize, I think, our desire to see this as a movement, something that everyone takes on, because, as you said a moment ago, and we basically put the show wrapped around this, this theme of, you can change the world. Right. This is a way to do it. It is not something, we're not just saying that, giving it lip service. This is true. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, you know, you don't have to belong to any organization or church or anything to try and use the violet flame. You know, and I think of it as a, as a forgiveness flame, the mercy flame, it's the comforter, it's the Holy Spirit. It's a manifestation of God that is available to us to use in our daily lives that will make a tremendous difference, especially for those of us, you know, maybe we aren't as far along spiritually as we'd like to be. Well, this is this is the accelerator, yep. if you will, mm -hmm. that will help us get there. Jet fuel. And yeah. you be, we become in awe of this gift and the mercy of this gift. And it's the grace of God. But again, if we don't use it, it's not going to do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we often hear references to another broad subject, which is the New Age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've had this concept in popular, popular culture since the 60s, at least, if not longer. In fact, New Age and Aquarian Age are often, they, these terms often seem to go together. Are we, in fact, in the Aquarian Age or the New Age now, and where do we hope that it'll lead us? Well, we are, in fact, in the Aquarian Age, and I'm not an um, astrologer, but from a <laughs> spiritual point of view, we have entered the Aquarian Age. The Piscean Age is over. Jesus was the hierarch of the Piscean Age. Saint Germain is the hierarch, if you will, of the ruler of the Aquarian Age, which lasts, I think, 2,100 years is the, is the cycle of that. Give or take. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Aquarian Age is meant to become the Golden Age. Mm. Now, there have been Golden Ages on this planet in ancient history. And some of us kind of feel this innately. Some, you know, there's something different. There's something better that has occurred here. And since in the fall of man, of course, we haven't had that. And so the Golden Age is meant to be physically on this planet. And if we can imagine the most, the best circumstances, the greatest love, the greatest light, the greatest healing, the greatest places of education, culture and learning, that is the golden age. And it is meant to come. 
But unfortunately, there's a few things that are preventing it from manifesting right now. <laughs> One or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it possible that the golden age could come suddenly in the blinking of an eye, or are we in for a long wait? Well, that's kind of up to us. And I think one thing we need to understand, the golden age already exists. It exists on the etheric or spiritual level of God. So there is a golden age already in the etheric cities, in heaven. We've talked about those, the retreats we go to at night. The question is, will that golden age be lowered into the physical on planet Earth? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the violet flame is one thing we do. we got to clear away some debris here, some misqualified energy, not only personal karma but planetary karma. There needs to be a cleansing and so forth. It doesn't have to be a long time. In fact, it can happen in the twinkling of an eye. But the equation and the balance of light and darkness on this planet have to change. And the way it changes, one of the primary ways, is through the use of the violet flame and also each one of us individually walking the path of our, our mastery, of putting on God, putting on our Christhood. So, you know, it's very simple at one level. Implementing it is going to take a lot of effort yeah. and a lot of, uh, of prayers and decrees and so forth, but it can come. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think we understand that the Violet Flame is going to play a very important role in ushering in the Golden Age. Um, now, we've been using uh, a lot of different keywords to describe the Violet Flame. You know, we've said the healing flame, cleansing flame. Merciful flame. We heard Mrs. Prophet refer to it as a gentle comforter. In addition to all of these descriptors, the violet flame is also known as the freedom flame. Would you mind expanding on this idea a bit? Sure. I think the concept of freedom is at many levels. Obviously, we think of our political freedom. We think of America, the flame of freedom that has been here. And I, I think we've talked about this in past shows. We the have. sponsorship of America by St. Germain and the Ascended Masters is a place for our spiritual freedom. The violet flame actually frees us when you think about it. It frees us from our karma, from the weight and the burdens we carry upon them. Mm-hmm. But it also goes at the, in an outer way in the freedom of the, of the soul to pursue God. Saint Germain is the, uh, Aquarian master. And of course, the Aquarian age is the age of the violet flame. And it's meant to be for the freedom of the soul to become God. And so in the context, America is meant to be the platform for this. Now, unfortunately, um, there's been some terrors of the <laughs> wicked that have been sown among in this country that have led us in some inappropriate directions. We don't need to name names. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but realize that the flame of freedom to be who we are is the flame of the Aquarian age. Mm-hmm. It is the sponsorship of St. Germain. And I want to add one thing. You know, here talk about Uncle Sam and the flame of freedom. You know, St. Germain was embodied as the prophet Samuel. That's yes. where the Uncle Sam came Uncle from. Uncle Sam, right. So he absolutely is represents St. Germain. So, again, we could do many shows on that subject. but Yeah. Well, uh, okay, it's time for our weekly repetition of Key Points segments. Um, <laughs> it seems that every week we come back to the idea of the innate power we all possess to be co-creators with God. We talked about it at length in our last segment, and, and in today's interview, we heard still another way to describe what happens <laughs> when the violet flame is applied to our negative karma, and it was this. When we utilize the transmutation or the transmuting action, I should say, of the violet flame, God's energy is restored to its native purity. Uh, when this purity is restored, where does it go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Again, think about the light coming from our I am presence. It throws through our, goes through our heart. This is the pure light of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we use it for whatever we use it for. We yep. qualify it and so forth. Mm-hmm. When we make negative karma, this wisqualified energy sinks below our waist into our lower part of our, our aura, if you will, and that, that, kettle, that kettle drum that Mrs. Prophet talked about. Filled with cement. Yeah, and so we're carrying yeah. this around with us all the time. When you use the violet flame, it repolarizes that energy. It raises back up to our level of our I am presence or our causal body, which beca- becomes our treasure stored in heaven. So from a great weight, we come to a great light. 
And so it's a freeing action and a freeing power as we go through this. And that is what happens. And that is the, the work of the violet flame if we will use it. If mm-hmm. we will use it. And on that note, there oh goes another one. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. I got questions I wanted to ask you. I know. I've got some, too. We'll <laughs> save for next week. Okay. Uh, but it is time now for, to wrap things up. And I want to thank you, Sydney, again, as always, for your clarity and wisdom. It's really a pleasure having you with us. My pleasure. And we want to thank you, the listeners, for joining us today. We hope you find the subjects we share illuminating and helpful as you pursue your spiritual path. And we always welcome your comments, yeah. questions, and concerns. Simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. Yeah, and remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this world. Goodbye, everyone. Have a blessed weekend and week. Bye for now. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.